The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is your Week 18 Whip Around episode. Now, normally on this edition of the show on Wednesdays, I check in with some different guys from the Roto World Hoops crew, kind of try to go from location to location. This week, something a little different. As it turns out, three of the regular guests on this show, Steve Alexander, Ryan Knauss, and Tommy Beer, were all in one place in Stamford, Connecticut to record some videos for rotoworld.com and NBC Sports. So those guys, while I was making a very long drive back from Disney World to Atlanta, sat down to record their thoughts coming out of the All-Star break. So let's go now to Steve, Ryan, and Tommy uh, with some thoughts coming out of the break, including some of their second-half fantasy basketball targets. Here they are. Hey, Matt. Hope your drive home from the happiest place on earth is going well and as planned. Uh, I am in beautiful downtown rainy Stamford, Connecticut right now, joined by Tommy Beer and Ryan Knauss. We just taped some videos uh, they'll be up on the site soon, so hopefully y'all are looking forward to those. We're going to kick things off since we're not doing buy low so high this week. Like, Who do you guys like as a second-half uh, target, Tommy? I'll start it off. Um, you know, Obviously a lot to be determined, but one guy that I definitely have my eye on is Larry Nance Jr. out in yes. Cleveland. Um, there's a lot that could go wrong, a lot that could go right. Um, uh, you know, Probably more likely things will kind of go off the rails sooner rather than later in Cleveland. And if and when that does take place, Kevin Love is certainly a shutdown candidate. Um, who knows what happens with Tristan Thompson? He could be shut down as well. Um, do they play drum and let him play out the string? Um, but if one of those two guys preferably if both of those guys get shut down, Larry Nance could have a major impact um, over the second half of the season. I love him as a as a kind of a nine-cat guy, especially when he can get some playing time, and I think playing time's coming his way. The other guy I definitely got my eye on is DeJounte Murray out in San Antonio. Um, in the videos that we've recorded today, one of the teams that, surprisingly, for the first time in, uh, in over two decades, the Spurs mm-hmm. are on the outside of the playoffs looking in and most likely will remain that way if and when Pop decides to throw in the white flag. I think DeJounte Murray could definitely be a beneficiary. They've kind of limited his minutes to a certain extent over the first half of the season as he works his way back from ACL, but hasn't had any reoccurrences, looks healthy. Um, I expect and hope that they uh, kind of take the the reins off DeJounte, let him run loose. What do you got for me, Ryan? I like that, and I like uh, it'll be interesting to see if they play DeJounte alongside Derek White at all uh, down the stretch. That would be big for both of their playing time, obviously, but we'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to go with a couple guys you could probably find on the waiver wire maybe maybe not this first guy in competitive leagues and that's Nas Reed uh, with Carl Anthony Towns with this kind of mysterious wrist injury we don't know if or when he's going to return uh, Nas Reed has looked good he's going to get minutes and it's hard to think that James Johnson would start at center in every matchup so there's probably some starts coming coming to Reed um, so I like him as an ad I'll also pivot to Chicago with the with the news about Chris Dunn getting hurt 
and he might be done for the season. So Kobe White suddenly looks like a high-volume, high-minute guy. Could end up in the starting lineup. What else do the Bulls have to lose at this point? Before we get into Steve's um, updates on Markkinen and um, uh, who's Otto name? Porter. Otto Porter. You want to give us some updates on those guys, Ryan? Yeah, so it sounds like they're both starting limited sort of action, and Jim Boylan suggested they could be back targeting a return in early March. Uh, Otto Porter, I think we're all in agreement. We want nothing to do with him at this point. Nothing. Yeah, so maybe, you know... Just leave him on the wire, see what happens if he manages to get hot, try to be the first guy to get him, but right. that's about it. Um, and then Markkinen, pick him up if he's out there. Yeah. I'm still skeptical, but I think you have to add him right now. I'm a little bit higher on Markkinen than most. I think he's, um, if and when he gets healthy, he can still have an impact over the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, Markkinen had that big first game, 35 points the first game of the year. It looked like it was all going to come together for it's him. Been disappointing. It's been a disappointment ever since. He's He's probably been one of the one of the busts of the year, you know, maybe a top 10. But that doesn't mean that there's not time for him to turn it around. He's still young enough. The Bulls still, they still need to flesh him out and get him ready for the future. So I, I'm i okay with it. I'm, I'm leery, but... It seemed like a confidence issue early almost. Like, he, he was missing shots and Jim Boylan was going away from him. He benched him a couple times. And Weird. It's strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, but, you know, there's one of those situations where are there guys on your at the in, in a 16-team league, even a 12-team league, that's on the end of your bench now. Marketing has higher upside than those guys, you would think, you know, if healthy. Yeah, all right. Well, thanks, guys. I've got Kevin Porter Jr. on my list. Uh, he's always on my list. I love guys in Cleveland who play for a terrible team and and just run around and shoot all the time and that's Kevin Porter Jr., Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. I think all three of those guys could could finish up with a flurry. They're going to hurt you in places. Kevin Porter Jr. doesn't really block shots or steal the ball, but he he's going to hit threes, he's going to rebound. He should score a ton of points and play a ton of minutes. So I'm I'm kind of all in on him. And then a kind of a hot take we had in the videos today, or I had, was the Spurs crumbling and not making the playoffs for the first time in 22 years under Greg Popovich. Uh, we've never really seen a playoffless Popovich uh, team play, and this might be the first time. So he could go off the rails. He could continue to play his old guys, but you know, Lamarcus Aldridge is 34. Demar Derozan's dealing with the sore back. If they are eliminated. Pop's going to really struggle to keep playing those guys, I think. And a guy that I think could go crazy is like Lonnie Walker. Um, we've seen him have like two or three really big games this year, which were kind of fun, but that was it. But if the Spurs do fall out of playoff contention, uh, I think Pop could unleash Lonnie Walker on us. So, you know, Tommy mentioned earlier, DeJunte Murray could play more minutes. Lonnie Walker's good. If Aldridge is out, who's the pickup there? I'm thinking maybe Jakob Pertl because they, yeah. they play a true center Lyles at power forward more often. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. But the Spurs, it's, you know, Rudy Gay, I guess, would get more minutes. But I don't see a a major beneficiary or a must-add. Nor do I. One thing I will say, guys, um, and just to keep an eye out uh, for the videos when they do hit the site, one one must, uh, the most important thing recorded today was Steve saying that he has superior physique to Zion Williamson. 
Um, so, so, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, is there anything else we want to uh, chat about? It's been a very slow news yes. couple days. News with the All-Star Hopefully break you happening. guys have spent some time with your significant other. Yes. You know, she doesn't have to know that there are no games. Still just say, listen, I know I watch basketball a lot tonight. It's all about you. I'm not going to turn the TV on. I'm going to forego the nine-game slate. Even on that's, that's a veteran move, Steve. I hope you know that one. Well, and we're in good shape compared to the NFL because the NFL season ends and now XFL kicks right in. You can play it on FanDuel. There's the... Like Ed, you know, our buddy at Roto World, Ed Williams, was telling telling us a story about uh, his daughter got all fired up because she's like, "Daddy, football's on TV," and his wife was like, "What? There's no football. Football season's over." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, well, the XFL is happening." And yeah. all right, well, that's all we've got from beautiful Stamford, Connecticut. Matt Straub, you're going to bring us home, and uh, we'll see you all on Monday. Okay, well, great stuff there from Steve, Tommy, and Ryan. And by the way, I do this podcast with Steve once or twice a week, and almost without fail, within a 20 to 30 minute episode, he managed to say at least one thing that absolutely blindsides me. In this case, that would be the comment, Steve, that you have a better physique than Zion Williamson. <laughs> wow, Steve, I am uh, I'm speechless. <laughs> and uh, by the way, if you thought that those guys were done, no, they were not. Tommy Beer had to take off, but Steve and Ryan took a moment to refuel with some lunch, and then they came back for more, including some talk about the Brooklyn Nets potentially going to a small ball lineup. Now, they recorded this conversation before the news dropped on Tuesday evening via ESPN reporter Malika Andrews that Kyrie Irving has aggravated his right shoulder injury, so bad news for Irving there. Uh but as you can hear from Steve here, uh, there was already some skepticism among our crew whether Irving would come back anyways as they had this conversation before that news came out. So here they are, the second half of their Fantasy Hoops conversation as we continue with Dr. A and Ryan Knaus. Oh, hey. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, we're back. We we just powered through lunch in the commissary at the NBC Sports headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. I had... Uh, this Philly cheesesteak wrap, uh, it was actually pretty pretty awesome. It, it probably ranks as the, the number one lunch that I've had in Stanford in my uh, five or six trips here. Uh, Ryan, what did you have? I had a delicious roast beef sandwich with some horseradish, and the guy who served it to me had a great sense of humor. His name was Melvin, so if you're ever in the area, I'd, I'd recommend checking that out. Uh, you get a good laugh along with a good sandwich. What was the good laugh? Because I heard bits and pieces of it, but I didn't get to see the whole thing. Well, they had pre-made roast beef sandwiches. I wanted that sandwich just on a different bun. So when, uh-huh. I, so when I requested it on the Portuguese bun, he looked at me with a very deadpan expression and said, So you really want me to? And then, you know, l- let on that he was just, just busting me. So you were like super high-maintenance exactly. guy from out of town that doesn't know the ropes. That's guy. right. I mean, you... You just made the man remake the whole sandwich. Yeah, with you. my little visitor's pass around my oh. neck dangling like I, like I own the joint. That's oh. right. We had good story time at lunch, too. I, was, I, was, I busted out some of the, uh, some of the classic shoe stories uh, from over the years, and, and that, was a, that was entertaining. And I, I think um, Tommy and Ryan probably think that I would lie about most of, the, most of my stories because they're insane, but... No, it's just a different different time and place. I mean, when you call Dominique Wilkins at, at home and he answers and t- tells you he'll call you back because he's on the phone with his mom, that's not a story you hear every day. 
I don't know that I can make that up either. Like, who would be dumb enough to call, to steal Dominique Wilkins' phone number? I didn't steal it, but a a friend of mine uh, may have borrowed it from her father's Rolodex and gave gave it to me, and then I just called him up blindly and told him I was going to come to Atlanta and see him. I think you just (laughs) responded to your your hubris on that one. Who who would do that? Stupid. Insane. Uh, All right. On to some more news before we get out of here. The Nets, there's a report out there that Kenny Atkinson is talking about running a small ball lineup uh, the rest of the way, which tells me a couple things. Like, one, I'm not convinced Kyrie Irving is coming back and is going to be good to go for the second half. Like, and they've got good point guards like Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie that can fill the void if if Kyrie doesn't come back. But if he does come back, um, they're talking about playing all three of those guys together. What do you make of that? It's interesting. I mean, I, I looked into this the other day, and Dinwiddie has talked about wanting to defer. He said, if, we're, if all three of us are on the court together, I'm going to defer to Kyrie, let him do what he does, and I'd rather have Karis LeVert have the ball in his hands. He's been great lately, etc. And the numbers bear that out. I think they were only on the court 70 minutes together, something like that. But when they were, Dinwiddie's usage went down about 10%. So he's, he's, you know, really going to take a hit if Atkinson actually commits to this, which it's a big if, we don't know. Um, It's good news for LeVert, obviously, who's been thriving without Kyrie. So if he can continue to have the ball in his hands a little bit more, not as much as he will right now, but it's just, you know, mutually beneficial for, for him and Kyrie. I think not so much for Dinwiddie. Yeah, and I think um, maybe the guys that take a hit, if that happens, would be what, Torian Prince and Joe Harris? Yeah, Joe Harris especially. I think they would get squeezed out. And that's a lot of usage, that trio of Kyrie, Levert, and Dinwiddie, even if they each take a small dip, that's the you know bulk of the of the offense right there top three options so a guy like Harris would be number four tops um you know someone like Jared Allen he doesn't need to touch the ball much so he's safe but I think you you nailed it with Torian and Harris being the guys who would get hurt all right and then uh, the last bit of news that we have in this this all-star break uh edition of the the podcast there's a report that Hassan Whiteside is not going to lose his job to Yusuf Nurkic like that News comes as zero surprise to me. Like, I I never thought for a second Nurkic would, would start over Whiteside, this season at least. Yeah. Um, because I think Nurk's leg is jacked up. It's going to take him a long time to get back to full playing shape. I think they're going to uh, just baby step him all the way through the end of the season. Yeah, if it wasn't the All-Star break, we wouldn't be talking about this, put it that way. Because this just confirms the obvious. Uh, Whiteside's playing too well to really cut into his role. And Nurkic, as you said, he's been banged up all year. They're going to baby him with limited minutes, DMPs and back-to-backs, et cetera. So no reason to mess with, uh, with the chemistry Whiteside's developed. You know, it sounds obvious. It, it appears to be obvious to you and I, but you'd be surprised. Like, didn't you get a bunch of Yusuf Nurkic questions this year? Like, I've gotten a ton in the last month. And it's like, yeah, I'm not feeling it, but, yeah. you know. So maybe a good point is, float an offer to a white side owner maybe they're more nervous about nurk than they should be and you could get a slight discount he's been a top 10 guy in roto so if you can get him for a you know third fourth rounder that might be a good good move to make well and also if i'm gonna mess with nurkic it's gonna be putting him in an injured reserve spot i don't want him taking up an active spot on my roster so that's our thoughts on hassan white side uh last little thing I was on a on a roll in our little video production 
today, and uh, I got all fired up, and I I called the the silly season final week of the NBA season the Anthony Davis Memorial Week when I meant to say the Anthony Randolph Memorial Week. And hopefully they can either edit that and fix it or they're going to put something funny that he meant to say Anthony Randolph. But, man, I was on a roll, Ryan. I was I was riffing <laughs> and killing some Anthony Randolph yeah. jokes, and I said Anthony Davis instead. It's a, a would-be gem, the real pyrite of fantasy takes. You were right there, and when I heard it, I knew something was off. I was like, this doesn't really add up, but I, but I couldn't quite. I, I knew you were talking about Anthony Randolph, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have the timing to, to jump in and, and save you from yourself there, Steve. So I apologize. That's partly my failing. Well, and it reminds me, back in the day, I used to, when I, I'd be writing a Daily Dose, and I would write, every time I was trying to write Rudy Gay, I would write Brandon Roy. Like, for some reason, <laughs> I had those two guys, like, there was something in my head that did not allow me to uh, write their names properly and matched up the right way. Oh, and also, um, as Tommy alluded to earlier, I, I may have compared my my body to that of Zion Williamson. Uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how that comes out because I knew what I was trying to do. I was trying to make a joke, but I'm not sure it came out uh, the right way. So we'll we'll see how that looks when when the final cut is all said. Just and done. some fiery hot takes from Doctor A. Lots of hot takes. All right, we're out of here, Matt. Uh, take it easy. Thanks for having us on. We're getting on an airplane. We'll catch you guys later. You can kind of hear the agony in Steve's voice there, can't you? That that Anthony Randolph snafu is just eating him alive. It could be some time before Steve gets over that one. I want to say thanks again to Steve Alexander, Ryan Knauss, and Tommy Beer. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to rate and review us as well if you could. Mike Gallagher will be back on Friday with his regular episode of the show. NBA basketball is back on Thursday, and we are back on Monday with the Waiver Wired podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.